and that makes more sense. The running, the tri, the tri boot camps definitely make more sense because there's no changing your shoes. Right. There's, I mean, it's it's definitely flows better together. And for bike boot camp, you definitely have to sort of prepare yourself. But flow is weird. It is very strange, and it's like the first time I did it, I've written about it. First time I did it, I hate. I thought this was. The, I was like, why did they bring this on? This is terrible. And I was like, I can't see my screen. This is not for me. My one friend who does them, she's like, no, keep trying it. And I am totally, I love them. So I do. I did one today. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 225. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. So uh, I feel like we need to start by saying that for years now. It has been years. Years. Mm-hmm. I've made fun of you mm-hmm. because of all of your uh, your legging purchases. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about that, Tom? And uh, I recently, but mine was driven by need, right. not by want. Well, you act like I haven't changed sizes over the years. Does it count with leggings? I feel like leggings just, they yeah, just. Yeah, it fucking counts. They just cling to you. And no, so- that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's ridiculous. You've never bought a new size of underwear? No, I don't know that. <laughs> Keep in mind, I was wearing the same underwear for like, t- like ever. Like, okay, well, that sounds awful, but that's because your mom bought you so many pairs. So every year at Christmas, my mother would buy my sister and me, among other things, she bought us fun stuff too, but she would always buy us socks and underwear. And she would, it, but whether we needed it or not. So I had so much underwear. Like my mom was dead legit for 10 years mm-hmm. before I bought underwear because I had You so, were well stocked. I had so so much of you were, it. You were still <laughs> opening it when I met you and yes. your, your mom was had already passed. Yeah, like so, you never met my mother. No. Like that's, yeah. So, and so. Uh, but now. But so I had to go on a spending spree mm-hmm. because none of my clothes fit me anymore. Yeah. Did you, I wish that you would have put the pictures up here of the closet. Oh. That's so I I've been looking for it. So here we go. So for people watching on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the clip out. This is a picture of my section of the closet. This is the one. This is after the this purge. This is the one section I'm allowed to That's possess That's not true. The There's a section above it, too. You stinker. <laughs> and other than that. And that's... your hoodies. You're you are <laughs> lying to these people. So... This is the section uh, I'm allowed, but um. Oh my god! So uh, so all of these hangers you're seeing used to have shirts on them. Yeah, <laughs> and, and they used to all be extra larges, and yeah. now you have gone to you have made the jump. You are officially in a large. I am officially in a large. Mm-hmm. So uh, so there we go. And for those of you not watching YouTube, uh, you should. And uh, we will also include, Tom, you should include these images when you send out the newsletter this week. Oh, I will try to remember to do that. Okay. That's a big ask. I know. I will try and remember. <laughs> um, I'll post them in the group. So to give people an idea, since we're doing this, here's all the shirts that you can see. These are all shirts folded up that I'm, like, I'm holding on to just in case. Mm-hmm. This is a safety 
blanket. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're there. And I was yes, thinking, that is a Peanuts pillowcase over in the yes, left-hand side. From when I was a child that I can't get rid of. Mm-hmm. But um, so well, what I was thinking we should do is we should try and find a nerd who used to be 2X and has dropped down to X. Yeah. If and I can just gift him all these nerd shirts because they're they're very nerdy they're the shirts they're they're like everybody comments everywhere we go about your shirts i mean you have honed this collection yes for so many years and now you have to start all the way over so if there's somebody out there that like really loves your sarcasm on your t-shirts and you have gone from a 2x to an xl reach out to us we would like to gift you some shirts yeah we can send you a whole bunch of nerd shirts a whole bunch yeah and uh, I guess while while we're doing this, if anybody's ever wondered how many hoodies I'm in possession of, it's, uh, uh, here's this is I have all the hoodies folded and stacked in my closet. This is the other section that I'm allowed um, for my hoodie storage. <laughs> so there's all my hoodies. Okay, so they're in rainbow order because when we had our uh, organizer come in, our professional organizer, they helped you put them in in color order. My and- shirts had had been the same way as well. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah. uh, it's beautiful, and uh, that's a lot of hoodies. That so, is a lot and y'all know how expensive hoodies are. So, yes. um, whenever I get all the shit about my leggings, you just remember this moment. Okay, but then I'm then I'll be done once I've replaced mm. all my oh, stuff. Oh yeah, you'll be done. I will never buy another thing. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> hey, remember when you were uh, about Watch to it. throw something away, and you're like, "Oh, there's a there's a pair of leggings at the bottom of this bag that I forgot I bought." I've never done that with a hoodie or a t-shirt. Oh, look at that face. John Mills needs to make a gif out of that. <laughs> I get this face so much in real life. I don't know that people ever see this face typically uh, on the show. I get it almost every day. <laughs> Are you done? I, I like the face. So I actually, I try. <laughs> he goes out of his way. I do. I make, I make strong attempts to get her to make that face at me because right. I enjoy it. Well, so. Tom, we've got a lot to cover today. There's a lot of reason to go watch the YouTube channel yeah. now. You saw... <laughs> You saw all my hoodie collection. You saw how many nerd shirts I owned, and you saw Crystal make the face. Mm. So, uh, and we're we're like three minutes into this thing. So, um, well, we can wrap it up now. Okay, <laughs> keep peddling. Bye, guys. Yeah. Um, so, what pray tell do you have in store for people this week? There is so much. Like, I mean, we've got to talk about the new UK studio opening. We've got to talk about the new clothing drop that happened. We have uh, Dr. Jen dropping by. How to prevent a splurge spiral TM Tom O'Keefe. I think I coined that phrase. I haven't Googled it, but I was like, how do I describe like when you have one cookie and then you're like, well, I guess I might as well have 50. Like I already ruined my day. And then that turns into a two days and then a week. And then I was like splurge spiral. So we also have Angelo from MetPro dropping by. What happens nutritionally to your body when you drink alcohol? We have the answer beyond the calories, not just the calories. Right. Um, and then and it's nutritional. Like we're not going into like blood alcohol content. Yeah. Or addiction stuff. No, it's no, no. more just like assuming that it's cool for you to drink. What's it going to do to your, your your fitness and nutrition goals? And then uh, we have all of the new instructor groups that are out there. We're going to talk about those. And they're the instructors are pretty much everywhere. Yes. They're, just, they're everywhere this oh, week. Oh, my and, word. And you can find out where the everywhere is right here. Yes. So we will quickly touch over all of those. There, I don't know that I've ever seen this much. Uh, and there's one other time, I think, yeah. maybe... We had we hit this number, but it's a uh, lot. It's a lot, and I didn't even include everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So anyway. Is that all of it? I think so. That's all the teasing we're going to do? Okay, well then shameless plugs. Don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts, you can find us while you're there. Be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. Uh, You can also leave us a review. That's always super helpful for the people that come along after you so they know that we're worth checking out. Yes, please. Have a new review. Oh, let's this hear it. Is from Cindy from Trumbull. Cindy from Trumbull. Okay. I don't know what Trumbull is. I wonder if that's a city, like in another country. I think it's uh, from the Music Man. There's oh. going to be Trumbull right here in River City. Mm, I don't think so, but okay. okay. And uh, she says, I love this podcast. Aww. It's not enough to do Peloton workouts every day. I need more Peloton in my life. And the clip out is my perfect weekly fix of all things Peloton. The best thing about the podcast is that it has great hosts. Crystal and Tom are so authentic and they're humorous and witty banter with each other. Their regular guests and community members reflects their fun nature and love of Peloton. I recommend this podcast to all Peloton lovers. And her leaderboard name is Likes to Bike 14. Aw, Likes to Bike 14. I'm going to be looking for you out there on the leaderboard. So um, thank you very much for that. Also, don't forget, if you're looking to help us out, the easiest thing you can do, the simplest thing you do, doesn't cost you a dime, just uh, share an episode on social media and let people know that you dig it and it's a great source for Peloton info because if you love Peloton, chances are you have friends and or family who also love Peloton that might want to check out the show. And you can find us on the aforementioned YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the clip out. And while you're there, follow us as well. And to those of you who... uh, Mentioned us on the OPP this week. Thank you. Yes, that was very nice. It Thank was. you so much. And uh, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page, join the group. And there are going to be so many articles thrown at you this week with instructor appearances and Peloton news. And if you're trying to be like, oh, how am I going to find these all? Very simple. You sign up for our newsletter at the and you will get a weekly email with all the links right there. Super easy for you to find, but with no fart noise. Only because I can't figure out how to add it because I will totally do it. <laughs> okay. So anyway, there's all that. Let's uh, let's dig in, shall we? We shall. Run, lift, and live with John Mills. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube, it's John Mills from Run, Lift, and Live. Hey, John, how's it going? How's it going? What's <laughs> happening? I didn't have the video up and there was a delay and I thought, is oh, everything did we okay? Lose it? What is happening? He was revving. Oh, that, that's his I rev see. Up. He was like, rev it up. <laughs> start slowing and go in hard. A dramatic pause. That was the warm up into, you know. Oh, goodness. <laughs> He's got his new grandpa shirt on. He's mixing it up today. That's right. I yeah, love you it. You know, have mixed it up a little bit. <laughs> you know, I tell dad, j- grandpa jokes. Periodically. Periodically. <laughs> <laughs> We're all about the YouTube channel this week. You won't get that joke if you're not on the YouTube channel. It's true. So it's true. There's one more reason to go check it out. <laughs> so uh so where were oh, so I guess let's uh jump in with this. Uh we were starting. We That's were starting, we were. yes. So uh Apple Fitness announced Apple Fitness stuff and uh they did. And so mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Turn that into a question and answer it. Yeah, I, uh, I, I wasn't impressed. I'm not gonna lie. I, I thought, okay, so I think I'm starting to to suffer from Danielle Verway syndrome, and that oh, is. Oh, I just yeah. thought she was making you suffer. No. I was like, wow, that's and harsh. The- <laughs> 
she always seems so pleasant to me. No, but, but, but what that syndrome is, for those who don't know, is that John makes these wild predictions and you believe right. them, even if it's for right. two seconds. And then right. when something happens contrary to it, you're like majorly disappointed. So John, exactly. Are you are you a Russian bot? <laughs> There's a possibility I'm, I'm doing that on purpose. There is a possibility. He does I post just, a lot of memes. I will tell you this. He won't tell you this off air before we start. I, we asked, "Are you a Russian bot?" And he, in, without even thinking, he he said, "Nyat." <laughs> okay, but my point is that. Um, John, you had said you thought maybe they were going to start doing live classes because Peloton's right. announcement for the, or the Peloton's opening for the UK studio was going to happen right. around the same time. And right. uh, and so, you know, I thought that was a pretty wise thought process. And so I'm watching right. this and I was like, really, that's it. You're adding Pilates and you're adding uh, meditation, guided meditation. That's it. I mean, Peloton's I, you know, had that for months. Right. I take these pieces from abstract areas that may not even apply and then try to formulate an opinion that then generates conversation. So I just took the fact that they called it California streaming, that there was a possibility that the Apple event was aligning to content streaming. And then I took the fact that Tonal was about to do live stuff. And I just kind of threw that, in, in, you know, into a pot and, and then added some some seasoning and and then just went, you know what? I think they're about to do live classes. But um, that was wrong. They weren't. They weren't. <laughs> I don't think Apple cares. I don't I, think they do either. I think unless and until you see an actual product from them, a health product right. from them. Right. They create their own bike or their own elliptical or their own belt thing that you get in and it shakes you like. Curly from the Three right, Stooges. Right. Uh, until you get something like that, I don't think they care. I think their I think their thought process is it just needs to be good enough. Yeah, I think I, I think yeah, oh, go ahead, I agree with that. I, I agree with that. I but I think it kind of aligns to what we said. You know, I don't know when it was last year or whenever when they initially announced Apple Fitness Plus, and the thought was. I think they just want to sell more Apple Watches. Yep. Yeah. And, and maybe this is just another subscription thing that might get you to sell, buy more Apple Watches. Especially so since they I, bundle those subscriptions, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. So I think it kind of just works into that realm. But I also, I do think that Apple feels that from a connected fitness perspective, their structure in that world is the watch is the hardware. Yeah. And the fitness plus is the digital app and that is your connected fitness pairing. And we can compete in this arena because we got so many people with that offering. I do actually think they feel that way. And I also wonder if what the announcements yesterday was more about them trying to do like the, um, like an old West cut them off at the past type deal, because you notice a lot of it was about, Oh, you know, we're we're going to be available in fifteen more countries. So mm -hmm. now it's twenty-one countries or whatever it was. It was fifteen, and, yeah. right? And so, you know, by the time Peloton gets to these countries, they're going to always already have watches and Fitness Plus, and so it's a but possibility see, they're trying to play, but they're just going. We can't beat them right here. Let's go way over here and cut them off before they get. There. And I still don't think that that's going to be an effective strategy because I feel like they don't have a product that can stand on its own mm -hmm. right it's it's something that's bundled in it's like well let's see i really want 
unlimited data and I want I really want Apple Music and Apple TV and oh I guess uh, of the four other things I can pick sure Apple Apple Fitness right like right, I, right. I I don't think there's very many people that are like I bought this so I can get Apple Fitness I definitely agree with that and and so yeah. I think that people even if they have Apple Fitness when Peloton hits their country. They, I don't think it will it will affect their decision one way or the other to buy Peloton to, to buy a Peloton because I feel like perceptually people don't feel as if they're spending money on Apple Apple Fitness. It's something that's already baked into something that they were gonna buy anyway. It's not in their mind an additional cost, and so I agree with. I, that. I don't think it slows down Peloton when they when they go into those new countries and territories because the people are like yeah. ah, it's not it's it's there but, but, but for whatever. people i i think where i think where they do have footing is for people who um are on the end where they would only get the peloton digital app peloton digital app might sure. pull them in the rest of the way to yeah. get a bike but this keeps them from having to do that and yeah, so potentially. i think i think that if you're already an apple user that's you know it's just it already exists and it's not it's it, John. You you summed it up. It's good enough. It's not right. fabulous. It's it is. Enough. It's not right. the instructors we have at yeah. Peloton. It'll do. It'll do. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you get like you know this this, this Apple diehard in one of these other countries that already has uh, you know an off brand or a different brand competitive bike and tread, and they fall in love with the Apple Fitness instructors for whatever reason. You now have to wait. Do I want to spend a couple grand on Peloton hardware, right. or am I just good with? I don't have to spend anything. Like I, and I, I, there, I think there may be a group of people that are there. But I, I hear what you're saying. Like I, I think there is. Like that. I just don't. I don't think that it's enough to really do any major damage to Peloton's ever encroaching growth. Right. I also yeah, I think that they're trying to compete. That Apple is trying to compete with uh, Garmin. You know, there's a whole lot of people out there that have Garmin watches and they like to do outdoor biking and outdoor running. And then they can use they can then use that to have their heart rate on their on their indoor bike. And I think that Apple is going after that market because of all their new bike so now, Tom, they added a bunch of bike things for outdoor biking. So, uh, like, when you're riding your bike and you're like, how far have I gone? It freaking tells you. I tell you what. I tell you what, what, I still want a new Apple Watch. Like, they had enough yeah. things that, it, like, it's smaller and thinner and it, like, looked really cool. I don't yeah. need it. I don't need it, but I wanted it. Because I absolutely I, wanted it. Because I bought so many new t-shirts and mm-hmm. hoodies. Yeah, it's your fault, yeah. Tom. <laughs> you know what I don't get, though, about the whole the, the outdoor ride? It said it now has a feature so that it knows if you start riding outdoors. Oh, he's that person's riding. So yeah. start start your workout. That yep. You're on a bike, you're riding. But then it said it'll also, it, it, it detects if you crashed or you fell. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Like, how does that help me? What's it, it going to tell me? You it, crashed. No, no, no. It, John, it'll call 911 for you. What am I missing? It John, it's amazing. It will call 911 for it you. Literally, yes. It calls Are you 911. serious? And, yes. And it's if you have it. emergency contacts set up, it will call them too. If you don't respond oh, I, and okay, you fell, okay. then it will be like, it will be like, Erica, this guy just fell. Do you, do you want to go find him? And it will tell her, it will drop a pin and lead her exactly to, where you're at. to yeah. you. 
Yes. And oh, to show you how advanced see, I like it is. That. I like that. Here's how advanced it is, too. So that's if you say, yes, I want to go help. If it says no, it will help her set up a Tinder account. <laughs> <laughs> they really, they, they're like three moves ahead. <laughs> So it is a very cool wow. feature. But yeah, I, I kind of like that because I was all lost. I was like, that's not going to help me if I crash. Right. Watch keeps telling me I crash. I know I crash. No, yeah. we, we had a news story you. about yeah. that not too long ago. And it was a Peloton employee that it happened to. Yeah. He was in the right. hospital. And did and he have like a head injury? And so yeah. he wasn't entirely with right. it. And, and and he fell in the bathroom at the hospital and they located him. And the only reason he's alive is because of his Apple Watch. Like yeah. legit. His Apple Watch. Yep. Oh snap! Yeah. Okay, yeah. So if you want to buy an Apple Watch, you can use promo code the clip out. I wish. I know somehow we stumbled into an ad for Apple. We weren't trying to, but and there we are. Here we are. Because of my confusion, or because of your confusion, yeah. Yeah, so. it's that's how fault. we got here. That's my fault. How about me? So, uh, uh, Ad Week featured Peloton's oh. own JV Nava. Don't you love seeing JV? I, I do. Just, I, just, I, I do. saw a picture come up and, um, you know, my job, I'm all stressed out and I see a, a picture come smile. up in the ad or a big smile and then you all of a sudden get a smile. You but do. Yeah. You do. I mean, yeah. she's been part of the community since day one for me. Yeah. And yep. um, yeah, it's amazing. But I will say, <laughs> I will say this article, that quote you put out there. First of all, this is a great article. So what I'm about yeah. to say, you should still read the article um, because it's just talking about the success of, of Peloton and the community and everything. But there was one issue that I had with it. And, and John, you posted on Facebook about how Social media can, you know, there's all these tools for social media and that people can use them to like make social media better. And I, this quote came from JV and I was just like, but then why don't you? Why don't you guys make the OPP better? You can. There are so many tools on Facebook now. There are keywords. Yeah. There are, there are things that like can keep people from posting. And yet it's still, it's still so mean over there. So mean. Yeah. My, my thing with it, I, I'm not as familiar with the meat, the mechanisms to kind of manage to that stuff. I just found it really interesting that. JV was clearly acknowledging that there's a there's somewhat of a conundrum with this and that um, and she I think the, the interviewer asked her, like, if she had any question for marketers, like what would be the question? And she, her, her question was like, how what is the, the business's responsibility in kind of managing to what's going on in these social spaces and what and, and how should we be doing that to, Almost, almost making it a conversation, not so much that she was saying, here's her opinion. Gotcha. Right. And and I kind of, people under that statement, when I posted it, they had kind of the same perspective of like what you just said, like there are all these tools, you should be able to do it. There's ways to do it, which is where I wasn't as clear there, like in her position and in what are those tools and what what are the contention points of why you may or may not want to do certain things? Like that's just not my arena. So, but it was what got struck me was that she recognized it as this is a little bit of a conundrum. So that's what I was posting about. I found that interesting because you hear it from the community, but you I do. never really heard it from you know. From, no Peloton, from a Peloton very, point of view. They very rarely talk about it. I I remember a long time ago, um, I had a conversation with JV. Uh, and and she explained to me that like there are so many rules that people have to break before 
they can kick them out. Like the the yeah. terms and conditions, you can't just kick a person out. It has to be based on something. And then they get like a certain amount of time that they're like kicked out and then they can apply to come back. And right. um, is this to be in the OPP mm-hmm. or not for their actual Peloton members? No, 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 no. Right. This is on Facebook. Sorry. Sorry yeah. for any confusion there. Uh, <clears throat> that's a good clarification, Tom. Thank and uh, and so if they if they then break that rule within the community again, then there's another set of processes. And so, um, you know, I think I think that's where it comes from uh, that it it's it's so difficult to police. But there's also so many new tools that Facebook has put into place with keywords and and things like that. That really there should be more policing than there is. I will say, right. on the other hand, that a lot of that comes the the rules that Facebook has put into place is about postings, original posts, not comments to yeah. posts, which might which still does not fix a lot of the problems. It still takes a lot yeah. of policing, and with like five, like almost a million people on that. Literally a million people. It's yeah. really hard, yeah. <laughs> but it's terrible over there. And I can't even stand whenever somebody posts something so generic and it just turns into such a mean, mean. Yeah, which up. is why you should uh, go to the facebook.com slash the clip out and <laughs> like the page and join the group or run lift lift. Yeah, yeah. Both <laughs> both right. keep it very nice. Yes, <laughs> we, I try. We try. We, we try. try. We try. Yes. But it was, yeah. it, it was it was very interesting. And it also kind of talked about her journey, you know, from studio lead into kind of community head and and it talked about how that came about from a peloton perspective the organic nature of how that that came to be and you know jv seeing that and then taking over that and trying to figure out how to incorporate the community and their social interactions in with you know feedback so that peloton could could be better so and we've talked about that in the past as well right like how the community came up with you know the facebook group and then peloton and she kind of talks to that which i just found also fascinating it was nice to hear it it, it was is just, yeah also just nice to hear you know from jay-z jv that was that was yeah good it's also nice to hear from jay-z <laughs> yeah and it's always nice to hear from right. jay-z both are yes. good both absolutely are good. yeah well no. i will yeah, say when we went to our first hri which is what they called homecoming before homecoming like yeah. we were in the door for like 30 seconds and we we and we came jv across was JV. like on on us yep uh, you know and, and we mean that in a good in a, way in a good way yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and was super helpful and didn't laugh at us when we said we were starting a Peloton podcast. No. Didn't, uh, she led yeah. us right over to Matt Wilpers, as a matter of fact. Yeah. And, uh, and Instead of an attorney. Yeah. Uh, which which she very probably nice. regrets to this day. Davey, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that crew, I mean, yeah. they, they kind of like are in my heart. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Those early days, all the people that like... Yeah, it's it's very different at, yeah. at corporate now, but the the people that have been around since the beginning, I mean, special place in my heart, and right. I know you feel the same, right. absolutely, yeah. So. so, and then real quick, I saw an article that we thought you'd have uh, some interesting an interesting take on, and it's from BuzzFeed, and it says, what? "Will Peloton's Cody Rigsby be the first internet celeb to reach mainstream fame?" Right. Yeah. That this kind of threw me right because I know we talked about like. Ascension last week from right. like Mike mm-hmm. celebrity into like this different stratosphere, but this kind of aligned him to kind of like internet social media celeb. Um, I think which that's fair. I never I, thought of that I, like that. I never actually, I never thought of it through that prism. But if you if you step back and think about it, you, I mean Peloton, it's an internet channel. 
right? You get right. it through your Wi-Fi. It's not right. a, a traditional network television or even cable television. Yeah. It's basically like YouTube that you watch on a proprietary device that only services you fitness. Mm-hmm. And and so like I I I do think it's fair to classify him as an internet star. It's a different kind of internet star, but it's a it is a constantly shifting landscape. I'll tell you what, if um I I want to I, I didn't pull up these screenshots for this week. Um, I wanted to kind of save it for when we have the first episode of Dancing with the Stars next week. But I will say that um, I went out to the Dancing with the Stars Instagram page. And John, I think right. this is right up your alley. Uh, if you uh-oh, look, uh-oh. If you look at all of the different contestants' number of likes. Right. Last week, when this aired, when they first when they first put these out, Cody literally had two thousand likes compared to every other contestant had no more than two hundred, and some oh, only okay, had okay. some only had thirty eight to fifty. Now I haven't okay. checked those numbers this week. Like I said, I was going to save that for next week to actually show the screenshots. But right, but my point is that is amazing. It looked like Cody had went out and said like. My photo from Dancing with the Stars, and and he didn't. Yeah, he did not do and, that. And the the thing is <laughs> too, surprised. when you talk about level of engagement, I think is what it really shows yep. because he's got like eight hundred and sixty thousand Instagram followers, but like that JoJo Siwa's got like ten million. Exactly. Right. And JoJo was one of the ones that had the most comparatively, yeah. and it was still only two hundred yeah. at the time. Now again, the, this the, may have changed by next week, but yeah, that's fascinating. That I got two, two thoughts on that. Yeah. Okay. First one is I would have never thought that I would have thought we would have went out there and and Joe Jesse, Jojo Siwa and, and the others would have had, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands and, and Cody's would have been down here. And then we would have been trying to fight to get his up. to. I this is surprising. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I, that yeah. is not what I would have expected. Second point, though, <laughs> the people that are following Jojo Siwa. Probably don't watch Dancing with the Stars. I'm assuming, right? I think that's their. I think that's kind of their business model with some of these people they pick. Like people always make fun of. Always makes fun of. People always make fun of Dancing with the Stars because sometimes the names you see on there, you're like, who is that? But they know they're they're deliberately picking people. I think. Who have strong fan bases that they can then pull into the Dancing with the Stars ecosystem and so uh, i think a lot of that's very deliberate people think they don't know what they're doing but the show's been on the air for like 12 years so maybe they got it figured out <laughs> um but I, yeah. I i think that's very purposeful yeah you know i agree but but like 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 i'm this old dude sitting on the couch at night at seven o'clock and if you tell me cody brinksby's on the next channel i might just go okay that's but, that, like that's exactly some, it. That is exactly right? it, John. They're going to have all these Peloton people watching mm-hmm. because they did. That's what Tom's point is. Yeah. So they they have all these JoJo fans watching now. Hoping they'll do the same thing. Yeah, and I think they but, will. Right, I think they will. But with a JoJo Siwa fan mm-hmm. who was about to go call her friends to go do something, he's about to go out somewhere. Yeah. Decide that he gonna hang out with his parents and watch Dancing with the Stars. No, they'll watch it in their room on their they'll, phone. Yeah, they'll and watch, then, <laughs> they'll watch it on their phone. They'll yeah. stream it the next oh, okay. day. Yeah. They'll, you know what I mean? Right. Like it's, it, it's no longer just about ratings. Like no. they actually do ratings yeah. now in a way where it's, um, it's, you know, one of the metrics they take is like, is like 
air date plus seven. And so like you have yeah. like seven days to watch it on your DVR for it to count in the in the final okay. ratings. So, OK, um, but that's ratings. Now, I'm curious how this yeah. works with the uh, like the actual voting, because right. you get to vote when you're at home. And, and that's so. a little bit more time sensitive. Exactly. So. Yeah, it will. It will be okay. interesting. I, okay. I'm not saying you're wrong about her fans, but I do think that's their whole idea. That's their whole point. They mm-hmm. want them to watch. They're, so. they're well, it seems up. like we're seeing some type of a dynamic already that, you know, uh, us old folks are like, really? And we're out there liking Cody. But uh, Jojo Siwa's fans aren't. Well, like nobody was. Something. Nobody was. I yeah. mean, that that goes across, you know, Cobra Kai guy. He didn't have any uh, he didn't have any more likes. Either. Nobody had more than 200 at the time. So, I mean, that's that's 10 times difference. And uh, I I don't know. I'm very curious to see if that holds up next week. Me I need too. to check the numbers before this episode airs to see, because I don't <laughs> want people going out and, and being like, this is totally wrong. Yeah, now. yeah let me because I will, also say, I will also say that like a Jojo Siwa fan base is the sort that'll see something like that and then they'll oh, rally yeah. the troops and yep. be like everybody oh. sw- you know go hit this page yep. and make sure our our girl is where she needs to be so they like, like that yeah yeah, yeah. they oh, like yeah. the beehive you know you say anything about the about beyonce and the beehive yeah. is coming oh they, yeah. Taylor, Taylor Swift is or, like that yeah. Peloton is like are you kidding me i mean oh I remember when uh, Jen yeah. Sherman, da- Jen Sherman's daughter Carly, was up for a soccer award, I this. and uh, <laughs> and she posted about it, and everybody in the JSS tribe went nuts. I mean, insane. We yeah. were voting daily, and Jen Sherman was like, "Please stop." <laughs> <laughs> it looks like we have bots, you guys. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> Maybe the Peloton fanatical thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, to, I mean, we. Something specific to us, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> We're a little bit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> We're just a little nuts. Just a little. Just a little. <laughs> yeah. Just a smidge. <laughs> well, uh, thank you so much for joining us, John. Until next week, where can people find you? They can find me on Facebook and my grouper page, Run, Lift, and Live. They can find me on Instagram, Run, Lift, and Live, or at runliftandlive.com. Clip out. So people have obviously heard us talk about Tonal before, but uh, you might get a kick out of this. Uh, They now have live classes. Yeah, it starts on October 20th. And so there's going to be a live leaderboard. There's going to be shout outs. It's going to be different for every time. Every class will be different. I am so freaking excited. I cannot wait. Yeah, I know that that's one of the things that uh, people that come from Peloton to Tonal, that's a little bit of a culture shift for them because everything's on demand over there at the moment. So Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the Peloton people who have made the shift or added it to their regimen, we should say, are going to be super excited about finally having live classes. Absolutely. And Tonal helps you train smarter so you can get stronger and faster. You have an entire gym and a personal trainer in your home. It's the smart home gym that knows your limits and then pushes them higher. They have patented digital weight system and it senses your strength and adjusts the weight automatically in real time so you can get the most out of every workout. The future of fitness is not dumbbells. It's digital weight. Tonal uses a revolutionary system of dynamic resistance powered by electric motors for strength that you can feel. They have more than 170 exercises, so that's an entire gym, and Tonal can deliver 200 pounds of resistance with a sleek design that can fit nearly anywhere. Tonal uses 17 sensors to provide real-time feedback on your form and technique, allowing you to get the most effective workout every single time. Tonal is so confident you'll love it. They offer a full money back guarantee. 
You can now get Tonal from $63 per month and 0% interest over 48 months. Visit www.tonal.com and for a limited time, get $100 off when you use the promo code THECLIPOUT at checkout. That's www.tonal.com, promo code THECLIPOUT. Tonal, be your strongest. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? <laughs> well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away 100 or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, and they also come in like a million different colors and styles for your $25 you're not sacrificing comfort safety or style if you want to support the show and pick up a pair gooder is giving the clip out listeners free shipping on their first order just go to gooder.com slash tco that's g-o-o-d-r.com and use code tco to get free shipping gooder offers a 30 day money back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it (laughs) it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) i didn't make a sandwich with these i just had toast which you love because you have toast almost every day i do it was the (laughs) best textured bread of this sort that i've ever had and if you're doing the math it's zero to one grams of net carbs zero gram sugar and high in fiber so don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Getting the psychological edge with Dr. Jen. So uh, joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. You may know her from VH1's Couples Therapy with Dr. Jen or VH1's Family Therapy with Dr. Jen. Her long running radio show, The Dr. Jen Show, she's written four best selling books, including The Relationship Fix, Dr. Jen's Six Step Guide to Improving Communication, Connection and Intimacy. It's Dr. Jen. Hello. Hi. Hello. Thanks for having me. We're so glad you're back. Uh, we've got we've got somebody that needs your help. Uh, this is from Angie Harbaugh. She says, how do you not go completely off the rails when you aren't, quote unquote, perfect? For example, she already blew her plan for the day by eating two Oreos. So she might as well eat 10 more and start over tomorrow or next Monday. Oh, I do this. <laughs> <laughs> this all or nothing mentality is my biggest issue and it continues to haunt me. Eek. 
Yeah, I do. You know what I call that? Uh, my 30s. <laughs> <laughs> I get this. I used to be like this. I did a lot of work on myself in order to overcome that. And, you know, I call that diet mentality, that all or nothing that I blew it. I ate something off of my plan. Now I'm going to go crazy and, and eat, you know, tons of food that I consider to be quote unquote off limits or, and I'm not saying me, I am saying her, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but look, I'm a big believer in what's called intuitive eating and intuitive eating is about learning to listen to your body, eat when you're hungry, stop when you're satisfied, really tune into what your body wants, what it responds well to. And look, sometimes it is those Oreos. Sometimes we need to have something a little sweet, whether it's because we're just having a craving or because right now life isn't very sweet and we need a little sweetness in our food if we're not going to get it in our, in our reality. And I think that we have to really conceptualize food differently. And that when you're looking at following a plan and like a quote unquote diet, I'm, I'm very anti-diets. I, I have an app called No More Diets specifically for this reason. I had an eating disorder for a decade and I thought I would never, ever be free of it. I thought I would always be counting my calories and making plans and breaking the plans and thinking about what I was exercising. And now I'm not like that at all. Now I eat whatever I want. I'm vegan, but I eat any food. There's, there's nothing that I don't eat a vegan version of. I love ice cream. I love cookies. I love all that sort of stuff. But I learned to really tune into my body and find that happy balance of eating those kind of fun foods when I really want those foods and like having that be a positive experience. And it just sounds like she may be depriving herself too much. And that the, the studies actually show the more you deprive yourself of these kind of foods, the more likely you are to be out of control when you are around them. So she may need to really reevaluate and kind of look at her relationship with food and what's going on that she's feeling so out of control. And, you know, I know when I felt that way, when I was in the midst of my eating disorder, that for me, I felt like, oh, well, I could never have a healthy relationship with an Oreo cookie. I could never, you know, have that stuff in the house and not go crazy. And I, what I had to do was legalize food and allow myself to eat all of these different foods and give myself kind of open season on them in order to not have that scarcity mentality of, oh, I got to eat it. I'll never yeah. do it. I'll never eat it again. Or I'm going to take those out of the house. And I, I talk about this a lot in my No More Diets app because it really takes people through the process of intuitive eating. I've got videos on, on the website or on the app. I've got, you know, food journals. I have um, the food, the hunger scale from zero to 10 on how to rate your hunger to figure out when it's really time to eat as opposed to following the clock. And I think that really this is someone who needs to tune into her body and to really work on the big picture of changing her relationship with food. I like the scarcity mentality. I like I, it reminds me of like uh, when you're 20 and, and you're drinking right yeah. like, you know and it's just like you never know when you're gonna yeah, someone's somebody, gonna buy you another beer somebody offers you <laughs> beer you're like it's a tuesday and you're just like well i don't know when i'm gonna get my next beer so i'm gonna drink this beer now where all the, when you turn 21 and you get you leave a six pack in your fridge for six weeks you yeah know? yeah i i read a terrible headline when but it's it somehow fits 
that um, they said in this women's magazine, this is decades ago when intuitive eating was first getting a lot of press, that intuitive eating does for food what marriage does for sex. (laughs) (laughs) Ask whatever you want. You don't necessarily need it quite as much. (laughs) Oh my God, that's great. Also a good analogy, unfortunately. (laughs) Probably not a very good one as a therapist for me to be spouting, but... (laughs) You see the humor in it. I definitely see the humor in it. And I do think that when you can't have something... You want it more, you obsess about it, you think about it, you lose control with it. And I think that that it's really important that this person really work on changing her relationship with food, whether it's by using my app, working with a nutritionist or dietitian who understands intuitive eating. But it sounds like where the problem is, is not about forgiving herself or not forgiving herself as much as changing her relationship with food. Okay. Okay. Awesome. All right. Well, hopefully, hopefully that helps Angie. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you very much. Until uh, next time, where can people find you? You can find me on social media at Dr. Jen Man. Two ends on Jen, two ends on Man, and I post all of my Peloton workouts on my Insta stories with your kitty. <laughs> With my kitty, Emmy. you <laughs> the best four-legged workout partner. <laughs> Peloton in the news. So Peloton uh, announced their new apparel line last week, and we have a, a greater insight as to what to expect from it now. Yeah, we do. Uh, so there's four different kinds of fabrics that they created. And people I had a lot of people ask me, like, what is different about this line? Why Peloton's been putting out clothes for years? What's, right. what's the deal? The deal is that they designed the apparel and they developed the apparel. And and you're probably not going to see collaborations anymore. If you do, they're going to be a lot further and Fewer further and between. further between, yeah. Exactly. Um, so there's four different fabrics. The Cadent fabric is a polyester spandex blend with a micro-peached finish designed for comfort and motion. Then you have the Light Lines fabric. It's designed for moisture control re- while remaining lightweight. The Move Mission fabric is high-performance activity and compression, and the Essential fabric is soft, silky, and designed to be super stretchy. So it's going to have men's, women's, and gender neutral style. There's going to be accessories. And of course, that's all available online at apparel.onepeloton.com. Some Peloton showrooms will have it as well. And the prices are going to range anywhere from $15 to $118. Uh, of note is that I placed my order for this new <laughs> <laughs> this new line on September 9th. Right now it is September 15th and it has still not shipped. And I did check again today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she checks. I do check. I do check. So uh, that's a little bit of a bummer. Um, I'm a little confused by that because if they developed it and they designed it, shouldn't they also be... Uh, maybe they're not housing it. Like maybe it's not in their warehouse or something. I don't know. I yeah. Think, I think we've got a whole new shipment dealio Uh-oh. we got to deal with. Not again. I know. Not again. <sighs> and and from what I've seen, nobody is getting it. Like this isn't just my shipment has not shipped. No one has seen the new line yet. So eek. <laughs> hope hope they get that taken care of. <laughs> yeah. Real soon. <laughs> Absolutely. It's going to that'll blow up real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Surprised we haven't heard more already. Me too. UK studio is live. It is. It is. Yesterday was the big day. So uh, as we mentioned earlier, it coincided with the big Apple news. And um, so, you know, it was weird. Um, I really thought there were, I thought Peloton UK would like 
drop all these new classes the yeah. day of and it didn't happen it didn't happen so i i had to apologize to gail fine because i was like <laughs> yeah it'll be fine <laughs> no pun intended yeah yeah uh it, they're gonna they're gonna drop a bunch of classes that day it'll be a surprise all the you know all the instructors no they had two two live classes from the bike studio i don't know how many they had from the tread studio i actually did not check but um if you're watching the youtube video it's interesting because the lighting is so different in the uk studio than it is in the the uh, New York studio. In the New York studio, it's a lot darker. Mm-hmm. And in the UK studio, it appears to be more like what happens in the strength studio. Don't know if that's what we can expect in the US as well in the future, but it's different. Interesting article from uh, Yahoo about recorded music revenues climbed 27%. Uh, vinyl sales skyrocketed 94%. I don't get you people, but whatever. I know. Um, but the reason we're t- discussing it here is because uh, part of what was driving that was Peloton. Yeah, they said that streaming accounted for 84% of all revenues, up 26% year over year to $5.9 billion, due largely to new licensing deals with companies like Facebook. Facebook and Peloton. So uh, just a friendly reminder for people who've been around for a long time when everybody was like Peloton stealing from these poor <laughs> music artists and we were all and we were here. We're like, that's not what's happening. Nobody knows how to price it. They're going to sue each other. They're going to both punch each other in the face. They'll work it out. Then they'll work it out. And, we'll and then here. Peloton will give them a shit ton of money. And here Here's we are. Here's the moment where they're getting their shit ton of money, <laughs> just like we said. Ta-da! So uh, please send all apologies to <laughs> at Clip Out Crystal on the gram. <laughs> oh. I found an interesting article from Outside Business Journal. Which I believe is a business journal for outside companies, like companies that <laughs> that deal with the outdoors. Uh huh. Not so, companies that only are like right snow cone booths. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hot As- dog cars. <laughs> uh, can you tell I'm hungry? Yeah. Um. But uh, it it says it's an opinion article, and it says what the growth of black pilot. What the growth of the Black Peloton community can teach the cycling industry, and it's a it's a nice uh, look at. What Peloton has done to foster uh, the black community embracing Peloton in the way that they have. And so uh, it just talks about how they've used uh, um, they've had specially curated classes Mm -hmm. and they reach out to that community instead of having, you know, four white guys in a boardroom say, I wonder what what black folks might (laughs) like. They actually reach out to that community and have them do that. And so it actually is reflective of that community instead of just being kind of crafted for them. And it just talks all about how they've uh, how how good they've been at doing that. Well, they've they they're really good about that because they also, um, you know, they have all these hashtags now. Mm-hmm. And um, so Peloton often during these classes will shout out. Um, hashtags of of classes that are happening that are related. So like during Black History Month, for example, Whenever they were doing that, they would they would shout out hashtags like the Black Girl Magic Tribe, mm-hmm. and uh, they do that for across the board for different classes. So, for example, um, if they're having a special Veterans Day class, they'll shout out tag the hashtags for veterans. So they try to be inclusive in a lot of different ways, and I I think that's really nice that. Peloton has been consistent with their efforts, and I think it's wonderful that it's getting noticed in in the greater area, not just 
not just in the Peloton community. It's happening right. outside of the Peloton community. That's really cool. Yeah. And this whole opinion article was basically like other people in our industry need to look to what they're doing as a model for how to do it more effectively. Love that message. It's true. Goldderby.com has an article uh, where they predict or the give, odds. give you the odds on who they think will win Dancing with the Stars. Yep. Who do they predict? Well, they think that Suni Lin is going to win. Okay. Um, and I'm sorry. I said Suni Lin. It's Suni Lee. My bad. Sorry. Um, and then if you go down to where they have the odds, uh, you will see that Cody Rigsby is in the top five. There's Suni Lee, Jojo Siwa, Mel C, and then Cody Rigsby comes in at number four. Wow. Odds 13 to two. So uh, you can see the rest of it whenever Tom sends out the uh, newsletter. But um, I, I think this will be very interesting. A lot of people are saying that Cody is going to win. So, yeah, I mean, if they already have him that high, if he comes in and does well and creates uses this platform to create new fans, that could flip really quick. I have no doubt that he will. He has a huge personality. Bustle.com has a an an interesting article. I just never <laughs> thought I'd see the day that uh, we talk about Peloton <sighs> getting more and more mainstream, but like I didn't think we'd get to this point. Seven ways to dress up like your favorite Peloton instructor. Well, I have for news Halloween. for you. I have news for you, Tom. People have been dressing up for Peloton instructors for years. Yeah, but now people actually know who they are. They do. And it's again, it's an article written with the ideas telling you how to go yeah. about doing it. So, um, <laughs> yeah. John Mills has been doing this forever. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> Yeah, like their bustle's yes. a little. They need to put a little hustle in their bustle because yeah. John Mills has been doing this for a long time. They probably stole the idea from him. Probably. <laughs> Reuters has an article about how Peloton rides into the corporate law firm wellness market. So I guess they've signed up more companies. They have, like yeah. uh, United Healthcare. So it's uh, O'Melveny and Myers. They're the first law firm that is is hitting hitting the ground running with Peloton's new. Uh, wellness corporate wellness so that's awesome there's a little something out there throwing a little something out there for all the hr directors so yes. thanks for listening that one's for you <laughs> just went into dj mode there tom i did it's your long distance request and dedication <laughs> biz journals has a an interesting little article triad site two chatham megasites were under consideration for peloton's 2100 person job manufacturing facility so they i guess were sniffing around north carolina looking for yeah, a manufacturing they plant. were looking in a lot of places yeah. i just thought it was interesting that it's starting to come out where all the places were i think there's some places that are a little salty they didn't get it <laughs> sure i mean it's like the same thing when amazon was was oh, sure. opening distribution facilities and people you know all these companies just kowtowing to them trying to get that uh all those jobs sent there it's tough while Tom is pulling this up, uh, Wednesday, September 22nd at 1225 p.m. Eastern, there will be a Goldman Sachs Communicopia Conference. And uh, attending that will be John Foley. And that will stream over on One Peloton's website. It will. Financial Post has an article about Peloton uh, shoots to become the biggest fitness brand in the world. They sat down with uh, Peloton President William Lynch. Well, I mean, I Aren't don't know they? how long it's going to take, but 
to be official. Yeah. I mean, you know, just what we were just talking about with uh, Apple. They're not because if you, it depends on how you define it. Right. Are you What's defining it by subscribers? Are you defining yeah. it by dollars? Are you defining it by being public? I mean, there's so many different ways sure. you can define it, and but they will win. They will win. Well, especially in terms of like when people think fitness, I don't think they think Apple. Like Mm-mm. it's it's baked in and it's there, but people go to Apple because they want a phone or a computer. They they don't go to Apple. It's an add-on. Right. It's, it's an afterthought, not the main driver. Yes. And then uh, finally for this segment, Yahoo had an article breaking down uh, the best 2000s themed Peloton rides. That's difficult to say. So if you want classes with Brittany or uh, that, what, I'm forgetting the name. The, Beyonce? The, oh, I was trying to come up with the name of the lady evanescence the, oh is that who that was i, I have thought, no idea who I that thought girl it was is. The, the, the lady that's saying skater boy but i think it Avril might be levine a, there we go i don't know who that is over on the right but uh whoever it is i yeah i don't know i can't tell yeah i think you're right i think it's an old picture of amy lee but uh well it's from 2000 so there you go but anyway it's out there if you want to check it out it'll be in your newsletter yes clip out Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube from MetPro, it's Angelo. Hey, how's it going? Hey, guys. Good to see you again. Good to see you, too. Uh, we have another question for you from the Clipout community. Uh, this one comes from Stacy Revere, and she would like to know, does alcohol affect your body or diet more than just the added calories, sugar, or carbs? Wow. An answer that's not going to be depends. (laughs) Yeah. Stacey, the answer is yes. It affects your body more. Yep. Absolutely. Well, thanks for joining us. Oh, (laughs) we were done. Sorry. (laughs) And I'm out. (laughs) I So, so unfortunately, you know, I I know that is not uh, the the answer that that most people were hoping for. But there's a a few unique qualities about alcohol that that really, unfortunately, make it horrible for weight loss. (laughs) Um, So let's let's cut through that. So because. You know, a lot of people enjoy a glass of wine or a beverage um, from time to time, and it is not impossible. Even a lot of my clients, you know, I tell them, hey, don't drink alcohol. And they say, hey, go jump off a bridge. And so we find a compromise. <laughs> Weed. <right>? So, um, <laughs> so, so he glosses right yeah, over he's that. Like, right he's along. like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Going to pretend the audio cut out. <laughs> to move right forward, Tom. So, so the, so the key is to understand that not all alcohols are equal and they are going to affect you a little bit differently. So uh, when it does come to the calorie, sugar, et cetera, uh, scenario, so in a gram of protein and a gram of carbohydrates, there's, there's four calories. A gram of fat is nine calories. A gram of alcohol is seven calories. So this is a little bit tongue in cheek, but I tell people it's not as bad as drinking a, a glass of lard, but almost. <laughs> so, um, but that, no, it, it doesn't work quite like that. Um, because you're not drinking straight alcohol. If you have an entire glass of that, then you, you need to be driven to the, to the Yeah, hospital. you've got bigger but, problems than, than <laughs> your bigger problems. Than your than the scale. Yeah. <laughs> so um, what we're looking for is ironically what goes in the alcohol and unfortunately, painfully, 
uh, the time that you're drinking alcohol. Uh, can I just have a little bit of champagne? Sure, if you have it with breakfast, because then you'll have time to burn that off. Nobody wants to drink champagne with breakfast. Mimosas. That. Well, that's true. Stan <laughs> <laughs> corrected. Tom has corrected me. I would, I would do a Bellini uh, first thing in the go. morning. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So most people are talking about having some alcohol in the evening and they're winding down. And unfortunately, that creates a, a double threat. First, you, a triple threat. You're getting the calories. Then you're getting all the hormonal and biological responses to the alcohol. But then you're also getting it at a time of day that undermines, not eliminates, but undermines some of the efficacy of attempting to partition your carbohydrates. So a lot of people um, on, a, on a weight loss strategy will thin the carbs out back half of the day. Um, and, and there's a whole lot of science to that and why we might take that approach. It doesn't have to be done that way. It's just one approach. But having that infusion of either sugars, carbohydrates, and or alcohol at night right before bed makes it difficult for your body to get into that fat burning zone in the middle of the night. Not impossible, makes it a little harder. So it, it gently undermines that. So there's a few things that lead up to it. Now with that, not all alcohols are created equal. So starting with the worst of the worst is going to be kind of your, your mixed drinks, kind of the, the frou-frou drinks, the ones I actually like. Those, those are so Tom's favorite yes. too. <laughs> <laughs> the the you know the margaritas the pina coladas the so now i mean it, you, now you have the the trifecta uh, uh, of body fat unfortunately because you have the alcohol the sugar and the salt so if you want to see how to wake up to three extra pounds of you that's it have, if have only there was a way to deep fry one of those drinks <laughs> deep fry it, put some chocolate in yeah. just check out and be done i think we've just made uh, the perfect food yes that's it that's it and again, so have that stuff if you enjoy it. Just have that occasionally. Put it on the calendar. Have it on a special occasion. Don't let that be your go-to if you also have goals of weight loss. Um, so the second tier is going to be your beers and your wines. And yes, I know there's research. A little bit of wine can be good. If, uh, have actual some health properties. <clears throat> That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about I'm trying to lose the last five pounds. Don't add a glass of wine to bed right before you go to bed at night. It's, it's not going to work. So when it comes to those nuances, uh, it, it, it definitely can impact. We know the impacts of the, the beer. That seems to pack it on pretty fast. Then the tier below that is going to be, <clears throat> well, you kind of have your uh, quote unquote diet beers, your lines that are the lower calorie, lower carb um, alcoholic beverages. And then just basically your straight hard alcohol, particularly the clear hard alcohols, tend to be the least impactful. They're still not helping. Now, that was not that that isn't a uh, a scale to measure health or wellness. Like, oh, Angela said, go drink hard alcohol every night before bed. <laughs> uh, no, that that might have the opposite effect on your wellness, but. Um, from a body fat accumulation to beverage imbibed ratio, that's probably going to be your best bang for your buck as far as 
optimizing clean, cleaner alcohols, either your lower calorie alcohols, or it's going to be your, uh, your clear hard alcohols in small amounts. Uh, and you can mix it with a low calorie or non calorie containing beverage. And that, that typically works pretty well for some people. So again, it's not a matter of never, it's a matter of, and what if you say, well, I, you know, I have a little bit each night. Um, well, it's better than having a lot each night. Right. And if, if you're drinking every night and you go, well, Hey, now I'm just going to drink Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that's going to be improvement. So find those small steps where you can grab onto something that's sustainable. Remember, there are a few things that humans get more pleasure from than good food and drink. So you should have something you enjoy, whether it's alcohol or any other indulgence. Um, occasionally, just don't let it be your every meal routine. That's the key. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. So if people would like this sort of information personalized for them so they can uh, use it to achieve their own fitness goals, where can they find you? metpro.co slash TCO. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Instructors in the news. So if uh, you're looking to uh, keep tabs on all the new instructors, they all have Facebook groups. They do. Uh, well, I, I haven't found one for Callie Gulickson. I don't know that that's that she doesn't have okay. one. I haven't found one. Though. Gotcha. Uh, but the newest instructors that that started a couple weeks ago, Marcel Dinkins, uh, she has one. It's called Marcel Dinkins Peloton Fan Group. Okay. Then, uh, then there's Daniel McKenna. Uh, you can find his under Daniel's Irish Yanks. Okay. And then, um, let's see, Kirsten Ferguson, hers is called Queen K's Peloton Click. Uh, and Queen is spelled with a K uh, because of Kirsten. And so uh, you will want to look under all the K's. Uh, if, you, if, if you're looking for any of these, by the way, they'll be in the newsletter. Look there. Uh, then we have Bradley Rose Rebels. And uh, like I said, I couldn't find one for Callie. And the two newest instructors that just started, uh, Jeremiah and um, Susie Chan, that mm-hmm. we don't have groups for them yet. I'm sure it will not be long. Yeah. And as soon as we get them, we will share them with you. Yep. Verywellmind.com uh, talked to Allie Love. Yep. Uh, she. So that's a podcast for those of you who don't know. And uh, the topic on the podcast is how to choose progress over perfection. So you can find that at verywellmind.com. Earlier, I said one of the new instructor's name was Jeremiah, and it is not. It is definitely Jermaine. <laughs> Jermaine Johnson. My bad. You were thinking of the Robert Redford film, <laughs> Jeremiah Johnson. Yeah. Which makes this probably a good time to share his new uh, video. That it does. Jermaine Johnson, uh, he had his uh, premiere run today. It was live. And uh, (laughs) they did a video. They always do these videos. I love these videos. But um, I heard a lot of people saying that if you are from London, it is uh, very emotional to watch because it's it's scenes of London in Ah. the background. Uh, So that's pretty cool. And uh, he not only has a great voice and a great accent, but what a great instructor. So um, we, we haven't gotten Susie Chan's video and we won't probably be able to add it bef- because it probably won't post until after we've already sent all this off. So um, we'll have to show that next week. But yeah. it's very cool. So many new instructors. Google Nest has a uh, new ad f- showing what pets do at home when you're not there. 
But uh, that's not why we're sharing this article with you. It's not. Uh, You'll have to go to the website and check it out. But there are five videos that are voiced by influencers, and one of them is Alex Toussaint. So I challenge you to go out to this website and find the ad that Alex voiced. Adrian Williams was on the Hurdle podcast with Emily Abate. I think I'm saying that right. I, I think so. Uh, and uh, this is a real popular one with uh, Peloton listeners. I'm sure that's why they chose it. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's for those of you who haven't had a chance to run with Adrian, he's a really great coach. And uh, this is a good time to hear kind of his backstory and where he came from. So definitely check it out. Episode 175 of Hurdle. And then while we're talking about podcasts, Robin Arzan was on Meditative Story. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I listened to this one. Uh, it's uh, very different. Mm-hmm. Very different. It it when they say meditative story, they mean that literally. Okay. Um, she's telling Robin tells the story of her very first ultra marathon, uh, where she did a hundred miles. Oof. It was in Florida, in the Florida Keys. She went from the Upper Keys to the Lower Keys to Montana. No. Okay. <laughs> upper Keys to the Lower Keys in Florida, and um, her whole family was there. But she tells it, and she tells the story, and then there's like this meditative music playing, and mm-hmm. then she talks about. How she got through it on a like the mantras she told herself and then the host will tell you how to use them while you're listening like how you can take those those different mantras and like apply them in your everyday life. So it was very interesting little podcast. Yeah, it's different. Mm -hmm. Very different. And then uh, while we're talking about Robin, she's going to be the keynote speaker at Potteristas. I think it's I think it's I think it's Potter. Poderistas, okay. because because uh, I believe poter means power oh, uh, in see, Spanish. I'm, we have a podcast, yes. so I was trying to make. That I about did podcasts. the same thing. I kept looking at it, and I was like, I don't know about this, but it's uh, the name of it is called Poder in Action. So I believe ah. it's Poderistas, and so power, you know, poweristas, and um, and so she's going to be kicking it off. The uh, Latinas making a different. Difference Summit. So that is super cool and perfect timing, obviously, since it is Latin Heritage Month. Absolutely. So that's awesome. And speaking of Latin Heritage Month, month uh, Self.com sat down with Jess King to talk to her about uh, what she draws from her Latina culture to push forward. Yeah. And so it has they also have advice for uh, Latin folks to who are just getting started with their fitness journey. So definitely check out that article. And, and when we send out the newsletter this week, it will be in it. Also, while we're on the subject of Just King, I've had about a billion people message me this week, all saying, what is the deal with all the instructors? Do you say do you say Mykonos? Is that the name of the city? Mykonos? M-Y-K-O? Works for me. Um, Well, at any rate, there's a ton of instructors over there. We've got RK, Jess King. Jess King is there with Sophie, her uh, fiance. And then uh, DJ John Michael is there with Brian. And then um, let's see, Andy Spear is there. Adrian Williams is there. And so everyone's like, oh, my God, is Jess King getting married this weekend? No, no, (laughs) she's not. She has. They all have. A friend named Mona who is getting married. Ah. And so they're all over there. And so they have been they have been like posting stories non freaking stop of I guess it's just a new thing where we have two week long weddings now. I guess that's just a thing. I I guess so. (laughs) I don't know. I'm not young and getting married. So (laughs) 
And don't worry, when Jess King gets married, you'll know because it'll be in people. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> That's guys. That's how it works now. Exactly. Come on. <laughs> and then uh, Chelsea Jackson Roberts is hosting the Wanderlust Festival. Yeah, and I think this already happened. So oh, this was okay. a few days That's ago. That's true. Here she is. Here's a picture of her at the festival. Yeah. So it would be a very long festival where she's still to be there hosting it. Maybe it's Mona's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but this this is really cool because uh at the park, it was at Prospect Park, and there's like Chel- there's Chelsea posing with like a billion Peloton fans. Yeah. Super cool. Uh but she got to host it. So she was the MC and she called herself the vibe intention facilitator <laughs> i love her it's hard to fit on a business card but, it is uh, it is yeah <laughs> and then uh coming from the other side of the pond as they say uh stylist has an article about zen buddhist cones transform your meditation practice here's how to use them Yes, and uh, Sam Yo contributed to this article, and he he's obviously a former Buddhist monk, so he knows things. Uh, but he talks about uh, how these cones are helpful, so he gives advice in this article. Definitely want to give that a give that a look. That'll be in the newsletter that Tom sends out as well. And then finally, uh, new instructor Daniel McKenna and Chase Tucker. Uh, have, <laughs> not a new instructor. Not a new instructor, <laughs> but still a country music superstar, uh, had a video that they made together. I loved this. So uh, they 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 went to, um, I can't ever remember the name of this place, but it's in New York City. It's very famous. There's pictures taken all the time. It's, it's right outside Hudson Yards. Like it's in the same area. But they went over and they did a workout right in the middle of like the, the area in front of this really cool building that looks like a beehive. Yeah. And then uh, Daniel McKenna also had like at one point a GoPro like strapped to his head. So it was like they were taking mm-hmm. footage from all different angles. Ah. But they just did the workout right out in the middle. Just just because they could. So a lot of fun. This Daniel McKenna guy, he has a lot of energy and a lot of um, what is the word? Huge personality. Uh, I, I think I have a feeling we're going to be seeing a lot from him. A lot. I predict it. Peloton Artist Collaboration. We have a new artist collaboration, and it is with Ed Sheeran. Yeah, and uh, Peloton timed this so that it would be the same. It started off, it kicked off the same time as the new studio opening over in London. Mm-hmm. So this is a primarily a a London. They kind of see it as a London artist, a UK artist. Well, that's fair. Um, but it's interesting uh, because there were so many of them. There were eight different classes. And it's been a while since we've had one of these artist series that have had like so many options. There were two or three rides right. and uh, multiple strength classes, multiple stretches, tons of options for people. So uh, if if you haven't yet, make sure you check these out. I love Ed Sheeran. And Peloton is also commemorating Latin Heritage Month. They are. So all month you're going to be seeing all kinds of Latin inspired classes. Like Ed Sheeran. No, (laughs) not like Ed Sheeran. No, (laughs) no. Uh, And there's going to be yoga flows and there's going to be special classes. So just just keep an eye out for all the cool stuff that is coming. And uh, you never know. Maybe they're going to launch some more Spanish classes or something. That would be very cool because I know there's more coming. So that would be very cool if they did that this month it would be good timing it would peloton birthdays and then finally it's been a it's been a long one 
It's <laughs> Imagine putting it all together, guys. I know. Uh, it's a good thing I've been working out. I wouldn't have the stamina to do this. We'd have to record it over a few days. I would need naps and okay, okay. Have electrolytes and things of that nature. Uh, happy birthday to Anna Greenberg. She celebrates a birthday on September 18th. And make sure you say happy birthday to Robin Arzan on September 20th. The new mom is going to celebrate her birthday. I wonder what Athena's going to get her. <laughs> Oh, I hope for her husband's sake he thought to do that. I'm sure he did. He's too in the public eye to not. (laughs) (laughs) Is that how it works? Yes, I do. I do think it is. Checking in with the Peloton community. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Claire Werner. Hey, Claire, how's it going? Well, how are you all doing? (laughs) Nice to be here. (laughs) I can't help but notice we're one question in and she ducked it. I know. She's like, I'm high. I'm good. (laughs) It's going to be one of those. Here we go. Yes, I am well. Thank you. Thank you for having me on this podcast today. (laughs) Okay, Claire, I'm going to start with an easy question. How did you originally come across Peloton and when? So interestingly enough, and I can't remember the year, my, and my husband's old job, they were one of the investors prior to the IPO. Oh, wow. Okay. So I knew about Peloton like a long time ago. And I remember my husband telling me that, oh, it's this concept and you ride in your house and it's for busy. And he kept saying, he's like, it's for busy people, it's for people who work a lot so that they can exercise anytime they can jump on and they can go and get classes. And I was working out at like a privately owned spin studio. And I kept, I remember saying to him, I was like, well, isn't the best part of spin class, like the camaraderie and being in the room, all things now that in hindsight, just like give you out, like, like the <laughs> high fives and that, you know, being like this close to somebody and like still, you know, and like all of that. Snapping sweat and, towels. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Like having, having, you know, heavy breathing giant, in a closed room. <laughs> and, and if you saw this spin studio where I used to go, I mean, it was maybe, hmm, I can't even, it's the size of a large closet. I mean, they had 22 bikes. Uh, it was this little teeny tiny, I mean, it was privately owned. It was this little teeny tiny space. It was in the back of a boutique and they had this little like space made. And I don't even think they soundproof the walls or anything. Cause if you were in the boutique and they were having class, you could hear everything. And it was in like the back, like you had to know that it was back there. It was like a secret spin club. To speak easy yeah. of spin clubs. I, yeah. It was, yeah. The first, you know, rule don't talk about spin club. I mean, but, um, but I remember thinking like, Oh, well, you know, the, the camaraderie is the driving force or the workout. And then, you know, all of these people that you get to meet and all in this group, this group of friends that you make and sort of fast forward that place closed shock that place closed. And we ended up moving. We were, we were in Virginia and we moved to Atlanta. I remember coming here and my best friend at that time had a Peloton. Her husband had gotten her one and I think that she got her one in maybe 2018. We moved in 2019. And I remember her saying to me, you got to get a Peloton now. Now that you've moved, you got to get a Peloton. You got to get a Peloton. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, well, I'd love to get a Peloton. But at the same time, I just moved to a brand new city and I know nobody. So 
should I be working out in my house? <laughs> I Maybe I should my, go I, meet people. <laughs> yeah, I quit my job. Like we were trying to get the kids settled in and everything. So I wasn't working at the time. And I was like, well, all right. And I was like, Ugh. so I joined a gym and I went to a couple privately owned spin class, privately owned studios with spin classes here that were great, but I wasn't doing it regularly. My husband one day randomly walks in the house with a Peloton bike. <laughs> he had been, he had found an either was either on Facebook marketplace or next door, a woman, a pastor at a church who was like 60 something years old. Kids had bought, it was, this was February. Her kids had bought it for her for Christmas. So the Christmas, this was February, 2020. Her kids had bought it for her Christmas, 2019. And she wrote it five times. It didn't want it. And she was just like, I want this out of my house. And so my husband saw it and bought it from her and brought it home and wheeled it in the house. I'm pointing, but he like garages over here. He literally wheels it in the house, <laughs> wheels in this Peloton. And I'm just like, what is this? And he's like, well, he's like, I know you like to do this. And then you don't do it as much as you normally have. Cause then when we were, when I was going to the studio, I was going all the time. I mean, I was going five days a week and I still belonged to a gym at that time that was february so that was february 2020 and then everything you know went to hell in a handbasket march 2020 and then yeah. i was like well thank goodness i have this pill yeah so, <laughs> that so kind of saved your I, butt <laughs> i'm i'm telling you the timing it was like someone the universe kind of just cranked it in my favor and was just like here you go wow and yeah and i was i was like this is fantastic so Slowly but surely, I started, you know, writing and then being in the house every day. I started writing it every day. Yeah. Because it was like, well, we're here all day long, all together. Let's break and up the day. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm like, not nah, have to do homeschool. If I'm not on the hotel I'm, I'm not helping with homeschool. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a real reality. So it was kind of like, all right. And so, yeah. So pretty much I've been writing since February 2020, but I had been doing indoor cycling for a while prior to that. So that now, very long answer. do you feel like you ride more now than you did when you were going on a regular basis? A That's a good amount for most people. Yeah. So, yeah. And well, and a lot of it there was extremely social. Mm -hmm. I mean, you remember, think about it. If you're in a room with 22 bikes, you get to know these people really well. They're like the regulars and all the instructors. I mean, it was a, it was a group of people. So big driver there was social. See, I'm the opposite. Like you say that, but like I'm the person in the room that doesn't talk to anybody. Like I'm just like I'm normally just riding my I bike. Would be. I'm just riding normally my bike. I, <laughs> normally I would be, but given the way this was all set up, it was sort of like if you started going there on a regular basis, there were people who were regulars and they were just like, you know, who are you? <laughs> you come here a lot, you know, you need to like know all the other regulars it was kind of like cheers it was weird it was like hey <laughs> when you walk in the room i mean like it got to the point toward the end where like if there were too many new people like the instructors would let a couple of us like help size people up for bikes Aww. like new riders they would let us like go in and, and because they were like well you know what you're doing so just help this person get on their bike and awesome. you know, get the shoes on and everything but i definitely ride it more now because i mean it is so nice to be able to just say Hop go down to bike. my basement and hop on my bike and hop on my bike at three o'clock in the afternoon or six o'clock in the morning or, you know, whenever so yeah. that, that part's nice. 
I definitely think it's amazing to have that ability. Now you don't have to get there early to get a good bike. It's always a good spot. I know. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And I, and it, and it got, you know, my very best friend and I, we used to joke that we were like, you know, in the Muppets, you know, there's like two old men that used to sit up in the balcony. Oh, yeah. Statler you know? and Waldorf. <laughs> Okay, so we used to joke because we would sit in the corner together and we had on the same two bikes every time. And so we always used to joke that it was like the two of us were in the corner and like when someone's at our seat, we were like, what was it? All right, did you guys like heckle somebody, everybody too as they came in? Did you guys heckle? No, no, but we like, everybody knew we were there and it was like, there was a new instructor. It was like, they knew we were there and it, it was funny to us. I mean, we were always nice about it. We weren't, but it was just kind of like, we were always like this. Do you ever have to kick anybody out? Where you're like, you, oh, tap, um, tap, tap, off my bike. No, no, I didn't do that. Thank you for not, thank person. you for not being that person. No, like, no, thank you. I mean, I would do, I would, you know, afterwards it would be just kind of like, I can't believe that person was standing on my bike. Like, they were supposed to know. <laughs> like, they were supposed to know that my was my bike. But a lot of the people who would come regularly knew, and it was like, it'd be odd. Like, you'd be like, those bikes would just be sitting there like vacant for us <laughs> when you were coming. <laughs> So how did you go from, it's just funny to me, you went from not having a Peloton to having a Peloton, riding it all the time. And then at some point you started a blog about Peloton, about your rides. How did that come yes. about? I always say like it keeps the rage away. It keeps like everything like bubbling. Nice calm. <laughs> so yeah, like, and especially in something like this pandemic where we were, where nobody knew what the heck was going on. Mm-hmm. So I would ride a lot. And it got to where like a bunch of the girls, like, so people, and I, so I knew people who started getting bikes and people would reach out to me because my husband would be like, oh, my wife loves, loves to cycle. She's on that Peloton all the time, whatever. And people would reach out to me and they would be like, what classes do you like? What classes are you doing? What are you doing? And I would be like, well, what do you like? When you get a Peloton, especially with the way Peloton has cranked up and they've just exploded and there's, you know, now it's like nobody doesn't have a Peloton. Um, some of the, I say it's like a concierge. I wish there was like concierge for Peloton. Does that sound that weird? That would like help like, you I, decide like well, what the I best. Found that there was, yeah. And I'm not explaining this well. So excuse me about this. Like when you would go into a spin, spin studio, a new spin studio, there was interaction. There was interaction with the instructor. There was interaction with other riders and you could sort of pick somebody's brain like, oh, you should come back on, you know? this day because this person teaches that and we really like them or if you like this kind of class this is the person you should ride with oh you know maybe you should avoid this person with the ramp up of peloton i find that there isn't a lot of that or you go to these message boards where somebody throws that softball out there like i got my peloton what should i do and they get like 500 answers (laughs) and i was like if i were me that would stress me out it stressed me out. How many do you read? Do you read the first 20? <laughs> That's and, why my and, advice is always try everybody. You need to just try yeah. everybody. <laughs> and I also found that it was like, you'd read some of these comments and it'd be like, the person would be like, I'm brand new. I don't, I've never done a second class. And someone would be like, you should take a class with Kendall. And it was like, are you joking? This person should not take a class with Kendall. If you're starting out, I always think that, you know, people want to keep doing it if they feel successful at it. So if you have a place to start, then you can kind of say, you know, you can work towards 
not that's not to say that if you're a beginner you shouldn't ride with Kendall, but, but I'm like some sort of her of rides, like her metal rides. Are, some of her rides are, in, are insane. Yeah, some they're they're intense. Are, uh, they're intense. And so and, you're just saying that like not everybody should go straight to a Kendall metal ride day one, for yes. example. And some yeah, and you'd see somebody who would comment with that, like, oh, I just took her metal ride and I loved it. And it was like, well, that works for you. Do you know if that will work for this person? So I was just like, well, you know what I'm going to do? People constantly ask me where I'm, what I'm doing, what I'm writing. I'm just going to start. I would talk about it all the time. And my husband was like, you, why do you keep talking? You talk about this all the time. You talk about this all the time. I'm familiar. And he, well, he dared. Because so he's like, you're, he's like, he kept saying, you should write a blog. You should write a blog. Like, oh, the internet, people are so mean on the internet. I was like, I don't want to deal with the internet. True people. story. And yes. And so I, I was like, I don't want to deal with it. And finally, I remember him saying, he's like, I bet you by May 1st, you won't do this. <laughs> like, wow. He knows how to work your buttons. <laughs> well, and then I went, so I went to Substack. So Substack, which is what it's on, is more like a newsletter than straight out blog. So I was like, well, it keeps the audience a little bit more niche and a little smaller. So you don't, it's like baby steps kind of like wading into the waters. Of, yeah. You right. don't want to start with like a Kindle level blog post. <laughs> yes, yes. You gotta. You go. Tom, thank goodness you're here. You want to do like a, a Hannah Corbin beginner ride. And that's yes. what you wanted to do. A Hannah, a Hannah Corbin beginner post. <laughs> yeah. I was sort of like weeding my way in. And then I was like, you know, I'm just going to write about what I do, what I like, and sort of sprinkle in little nuggets about cycling and indoor cycling, not like road biking i don't my husband does that i do not do that but just little nuggets of things that i think that sometimes good to hear sometimes it's not bad to hear that you shouldn't be putting your back in when you pedal when you start or at least i found when i started i wanted to live in absolutes like i wanted if the instructor said two cranks i wanted to do two cranks mm -hmm. if they said do this i wanted to do this and there were times where I was like, I, where my body was like, no, 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 please stop. And I was like, what? No. And then the other part of me, like the angel and the devil were going, was like, no, but this is what she said to do. <laughs> no um, ego, amigo. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So I was like, well, you know, I would love it if someone had just said to me, if you want to ride at X cadence, just find a resistance that matches that don't necessarily feel like you have to ride in the resistance range right. that the instructor prescribes. Some instructors prescribe really narrow resistance ranges. Some prescribe really wide ones. You wanted to be able to give people that advice, but while also kind of showcasing the rides that you were taking. Yes. When you talk about classes that you take, what are you including? Like what kind of details are you putting in the post? It's going to sound crazy. So I, when I ride, I take like little shorthand notes. I try to do on my phone and I try to do on voice, but everything I could not do it electronically because my fingers were slipping. And if I tried to do it with like the voice thing, it, it gets it all like wrong. The instructor's every time. voice was on there. And then my voice, I was like, oh, God, this is so messy. So I would just, I would keep a pen and paper next to the bike and I just jot down notes okay. during the ride. Like things that I'm like, oh, I want to remember this. I want to remember this. And then I sort of just write the highlights. But when you say highlights, like, are you including like the layout of the class? Are you including? Yes. Okay. This class had, it started with what was said was a 10 minute warm up, but it was actually only a true four minute warm up. And then, you know, the other six minutes were spent sort of up in cadence and doing, you know, sprinkling in little pieces of 
things you're supposed to do during class or, or more work rather than, I think of warming up as just sitting and pedaling. I don't okay. think of it as increasing cadence or any, and I just, that's just, that's just the way I think about it. And then, you know, oh, and then we go right into a hill or then we go right. And I kind of will just sort of map it out a little bit. So if you read it and you think this class sounds awesome, you know, I'd love to take it. Or if it's like, oh, this class sounds like no way, Jose, you know? And are you, I mean, are I, you I, also I, like highlighting the music? Are you highlighting like if they have some funny quotes or stories that they're telling, are you including that as well in your highlights? I try, but at the same time, like certain things I like to include, like I'll definitely highlight if I loved or hated the music that usually I will usually say, cause I'll take this class for the playlist alone. This class, you might not be in your wheelhouse, but this class has an awesome playlist. Put it on, put this class on, just crank down your resistance and just ride. If you will not regret writing this, like all this music, like I, speaking of Kendall, Kendall did one that I wrote, I think last week it was a, was it 2000s ride or 90s ride? It was, it was a pop ride last week. The one where she, I don't know if you took this ride, the one where she talks about how her mom used to make them listen to Cher before they could jump into the pool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Year. I did take that. I thought the playlist in that class was not. Yeah. And I was like, if you just ride it for the playlist. Yeah. It was mom. like so, all so, like California vibe summer music. Yeah. It was great. Just the music was so good. So, so sometimes things that you'll look at and you'll say, oh, this is not for me. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, maybe it is. And a lot of times I look at those difficulty ratings and I'll say, you saw this difficulty rating, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that difficult. But some of the stories and some of the funny things, I'll, I'll, sometimes I'll tell, like I'll blaze over it or kind of like give like a broad generalization. Because some of it is interesting to hear the first time. Mm-hmm. Like I know, like some of the things that Cody says hit me and I like, and I die. I don't want to ruin that for anyone right. else. Yeah. I don't right. want them to not be able to get that, hear that and be like, oh, he's crazy. This well, is, and that, this that's so why great. I was wondering, yeah. you know, because people, if they come looking for the blog, you know, they kind of have to have an idea of what to expect, you know, like, are they, because mm-hmm. it's kind of like the difference between like what Tom does with his movie podcast, where they like, it's spoilers. Like, that's the whole point. If, if you have not watched the movie, you We're need to know that yeah. <laughs> going in. You know, so it sounds like your blog has like details such as the layout of the class and like yes. highlights about the music, but it's not going to ruin the experience for you. It's not going to spoil big things that are happening within the class. To me, knowing what's going to happen, like if there's going to be two hills and hit section. I don't necessarily think, I mean, I guess if, somebody feels like it's a spoiler. Then no, no. I mean, no, I, I mean, like no, 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 yeah. I mean, I, no, I'm, no, no, I know. But I'm saying, like, you know, definitely if you're like, I want to take this class and I don't want it ruined. I mean, then, then that's not, not for you or, yeah. or hop out or hop past that one because I sort of lay them out like a diary. So it's where it's kind of like, Oh, so if, if that one was not, it's like, Oh, well then you know, just move on to the next. I think like, I took that hidden Hills ride that Robin did recently. And where she talks about the story about how she got her start at Peloton. And I thought that was so inspiring and how amazing she is or was even pre Peloton, you know, Peloton, she was always that girl. And so I said, you know, I think I wrote hearing the story of how Robin got her start at Peloton is inspiring or something along those lines. Yeah. But then you didn't telling the story. right? You didn't lay it out in detail. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. 
then people can kind of get their own feedback and that's they are prepared for that. They're excited. They're looking forward to it, but yeah. they don't have everything given to them. Do you get feedback from people like, I want you to add more of this. I want you to take out this. Do you hear from people with that kind of thing? Not, I was going to say my husband. <laughs> we my don't husband, count. He has opinions. I've only been doing it. I mean, I feel like I've only been doing it a short time, probably only four months. Uh huh. So a lot of the people who read it, I know. So they will not necessarily comment on the blog. They'll, right. They'll but send but me they come to you. Say, they come to you. Yes. And they'll say, definitely do take this, you know, if you haven't tried this one, you should definitely highlight this ride. This ride was awesome. This, you know, so it's, it's nice to see that either helps somebody or it's at least enjoyable for somebody to read. Yeah, um, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. It's a lot of work. I mean, you'd be surprised. We would, we no, would not be surprised. No, we would not. Well, we no, would no, not no, be surprised. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, mean, I guess I'm not, I guess I'm not, I guess I'm in good company when it comes to that stuff. But yeah, it's a strangely large amount of work that I piece together. I bet it's rewarding though. It's rewarding in the sense that, so when we left Virginia and I quit my job in Virginia and we moved to Atlanta, what my husband and I sort of agreed that we're going to get the kids settled and everything. And then we'll let a year go by and then I'll start thinking about what I'm going to do. And then the pandemic hit and it was kind of like, well, we don't know what's going to happen. And we don't know if they're going to be in school or not in school or whatever. So it was like, is this the right time to even if there's so much change, should we change anything? Else? But I found myself wanting something of my own. And I know a lot of women, women and men, I guess people who end up being the stay at home caretaker or the person who is not the superstar in the home, wanting something of their own. Now I was looking for something of my own. And I think that's why he kept pushing me to do it because he's like, look, if nothing else, you feel like, you have something of your own. You have something that is yours, that you do, that you have a product that you feel, you know, proud of. Mm-hmm. And it really has provided that for me and that, and I am grateful for that. That's wonderful. Because I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of friends who say they have the same thing, you know, like you can only do so much volunteer work at school. Mm-hmm. And now you can't even do that because, yeah. because of COVID. <laughs> right. Yeah. Is it just bike classes or do you do other things? Well, I usually do bike bike boot camp and I try to do more strength. I really, the strength of the hit cardio, I'm not much of a yoga person. I should do more. We don't have a tread because when we finally, I finally convinced my husband to get a tread. They recalled the tread. <laughs> so now he's like, because he's discovered Adrian Williams and he was like, I really want to get a tread. And I was like, where were you a year ago? Right. Well, where was this person a year ago? Hopefully once that starts back in production, you can get a tread and then I can add tread classes to it. But I always say that like the bike boot camp is like the, I feel like not enough people do it. And I'm always like nobody. I have one friend I know who does it and that's it. Oh, like, the bike boot camps. Yeah. The bike boot camp. They just don't I really don't fit in because I don't do boot camps that often because we have a tonal number one. And yeah. two, when I do do boot camps, I do them on the treadmill because I really enjoy the running. Way to rub it in. I know. I know. <laughs> Sorry. And that makes more sense. The running, the, the tread boot camps definitely make more sense because there's no changing your shoes. Right. There's, I mean, it's, it's definitely flows better together. And for bike boot camp, you definitely have to sort of prepare yourself that the flow is weird. It is very strange. And it's like the first time I did it, I've written about it. First time I did it, I hate it. I thought this was the, I was like, 
Why did they bring this on? This is terrible. And I was like, I can't see my screen. This is not for me. My one friend who does them, she's like, no, keep trying it. And I am totally, I love them. So I do. I did one today. So I guess, I guess that means the bike you got was a regular bike, not a bike plus. It is. Okay. I got it. My bike was, I think I, whatever it was a gen three, uh-huh. it was purchased November, 2019. Okay. Okay. So yeah. yes, right, literally right before the plus came out. That yeah. was also, I mean, like, I'm really like, I'm <laughs> for, for getting the bike right before the pandemic. I've like lost out on everything. Now. <laughs> <laughs> you but, know? You, but that is the most important thing to have a bike, not a bike plus. It's, yeah, no, I mean, no, yeah, I love the bike plus, but it's like, I would be just as happy, honestly, with my original bike that I had. I loved my bike. So now I find that out. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I just down here? Oh, this? we we got we sent that bike to a good home to a nurse that needed it. And we did. We got most of our money back out of it after having it for four years. So I think we did great. We did good. <laughs> so how often and do people you are paying up? Yeah, oh, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They really were, yeah. especially at the peak of the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, how often do you update your blog? Twice a week. Okay. That's great. Yeah. My schedule I try to keep is Wednesdays and Saturdays. Sometimes it becomes Thursdays and Sundays. <laughs> Sometimes it's Wednesday and Sunday. I try to do four in one and then like four days in one and three days in the other. Okay. I try to divide it up that way. Just so it's not so long where people are like, this is a lot. And, you know, it's something. And then I guess maybe I've read or I've seen that if you're going to do content like that, you're supposed to sort of keep it coming. So people keep wanting to come back to read. So, I mean, I'm, I'm trying it. It's good. And yeah. it makes me feel good. It's something for me. Yeah. I think that's the important thing. Like if, you, if you're getting fulfillment out of it, that's what makes a difference. Absolutely. And because mm-hmm. if you're just doing it to create an audience, I think people sense that. Oh, people do sense that. And it's then you so don't create shallow. it. It's you, ha- you, you feel you, it. Yeah. You feel it. We would not still be doing this podcast if the only reason we started this podcast was to have lots of people listen to it. Like that would not have been the thing because I mean, it grew, but it grew slowly over time, a long time. (laughs) So it's not. And I just feel like there's lots of people that start things that you can just tell they started to make money. They started to just to get an audience. You can just feel it. So it's great that that's important to you. It comes through. I think it's that passion well, that will eventually said. draw the audience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did we say the name of the blog? We did not. Okay. What is, what is, <laughs> tell everybody the name of the blog and where they can find it. It's who, what, ride, when. Who, what, ride, when. Okay. Who, what, ride, when. That just kind of came to me. I don't know why. Like, and my husband was like, how did you come up with that? And I'm like, I really don't know. It just I popped was, into your head. I was, thinking, I was thinking about like, what am I trying to do here? And so I was like, well... This seems to go together. <laughs> and it was really weird because I was like, because I kept thinking to myself, I'm like, well, I have to name this. And that's the hardest part. So if I can't name it, I can't get started. <laughs> and, <laughs> so I was, I'm thinking to myself, shit, I got to name this thing. And then it, and that ended up coming to me, oddly enough. It's on Substack. And if you go to Substack and you search who, what, ride, when, you, it'll come up. Or it's clairewerner.substack.com. Awesome. Awesome. And while we're talking so, about names, what is your leaderboard name? Oh, it's Claire Spins ATL. In Atlanta. That makes sense. I think I know how you came up with it. I feel <laughs> I feel yeah. like I do. And while, 
And my husband had a different little name, little bird name, and then he saw mine and liked it, and he changed his to his name, Spins ATL. And I was like, now we're those people. <laughs> now, we're the, now we're this. Like, now we're those people. We're the, the like you know shared Facebook page, and we're, we're these people now. And I was like, don't. I told him I was like, please don't do that. And he's like, well, I like it. I'm going to change it. And he changed it. <laughs> well, I guess as long as you're not sharing a Facebook page. Yeah, that's. I mean. Yeah. Whenever I see that, I'm always like, which one of you messed up? I know. I know. That's what I always think, too. <laughs> it's true. It, no, it's like, who's, who's watching who? Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. You know there's a story there. Yeah. A story they don't want to share. Yeah. But yet, in an odd yeah. way, they kind of did. <laughs> you just, I mean, it's surprising the things that people will share on the internet or share and don't realize they're sharing. Like, like something like that where it's kind of like, you all know we know, right? That that part where I'm kind of like, yeah, all right. But and then people freely share things too, which I'm blown away by. I am often surprised why I, especially in the Peloton groups, like some of the groups that are out there, I'm just like, wow, wow, yeah, yeah like you yes. know anybody can screenshot that, right? <laughs> <laughs> But there's always that one sane person who comes into the comments and goes, you realize that your entire profile is public and that I can see your name and I can see your husband's name and I can see all your kids' names and where you live. And it's like, yeah, you yeah. know, and like, the, the, like that voice of reason that sort of like comes in there and it's like, why did this person even say that? <laughs> <laughs> this was so fun. Yeah. Like, like, why did, why does somebody have to be the mom? Like, the, yeah, because, because they're like me and they can't not, they cannot not do it. You just, it comes over us. That's why. I mean, although no, I've I mean, stopped doing it on Facebook because you just people can't. Attack you. Oh my God. It, yeah. And I get attacked or, enough. <laughs> if there's one thing the internet hates, it's the voice of reason. I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. So besides sharing too much on the internet, do you have any advice for people just getting their Pelotons? Well, the piece of advice people seem to always give is get your bike size correctly, which is really such an, an important thing. It's to make sure that even if you buy it like you buy it like mine, where my husband says it's new to me, make sure that at least you YouTube or somebody shows you how to set the bike up so that your bike is set up so that you don't hurt yourself mm -hmm. because hurting, I think that cycling is one of those things like it doesn't hurt, doesn't hurt. And then it hurts real bad. Yeah. Cause I've had that happen to me where all of a sudden it's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. You've got those endorphins going and then you're like, Oh my God, my hip hurts or this hurts. And why? So making sure that your bike is sized correctly. The other thing that I always think is your shoes, the shoes. I feel like nobody talks about the shoes. The shoes are so important. Making sure that your shoes are fit correctly that you know they you like the way they feel on your feet and you know spinning shoes aren't comfortable by any stretch of the imagination but at least but they're not too tight because if they're too tight your feet are going to fall asleep while you're on those pedals yep. to me that's something that is so easily overlooked and don't be afraid to go outside and i don't use peloton shoes i use these pearl zoomy shoes that i've been using for a bazillion years because i tried using my peloton shoes and i was like i couldn't really like these and so I went back to the ones that I like that are just better me, that fit for me. And probably the most important thing is like listening to your body. The thing that I was talking about earlier, when you're in the class and you so badly want to 
do the class, make sure that if your body is telling you, please stop or please don't, or this hurts that you, that voice is telling you that for a reason. And now that you have this, like to me before it was like, this is, you know, when you would go to a private studio or whatever, you'd be like, well, I paid my $30 and I want, I'm here and I want my workout. Like Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, this is it for me for today. So I want to come here and I want my workout. Now you have your Peloton. If this isn't working, you jump off, jump on something else or jump off, walk it off for an hour. And you know, you, you come back to it tomorrow. It's, this is so, that's what's so nice about the Peloton is that it's available to you all the time. So be patient with yourself. I mean, we're not all going to get Kendall metal ride. I took one of those metal rides. I've been riding for a long time. I thought I was going to pass out at one point. <laughs> I was like, this is really hard. And I don't know how she's calling out these numbers because these numbers, like my brain was going, this isn't correct. These numbers aren't right. She's saying them, but she really doesn't mean them. <laughs> she's bluffing. Like she, can't mean, yeah. she can't mean what she's saying because like that, I was thinking about that Metallica ride. It's like she can't really mean what she's saying on this thing, that this is insane. Talk to people. Talk to people about, I mean, I, you know, we, we talk about the groups and, you know, if you're comfortable putting out there, what should I ride or talk to, I mean, I feel like now everybody has one where before it was like, you needed to sort of seek somebody out. Now it's like, you know, throw a stone and that person has built on. Talk to them, see what they like, tell them what you like or how, what kind of exerciser you are and see if they have any kind of recommendations. That's pretty much all I've got. That's a lot for a beginner. I mean, or you could read the blog if you want. <laughs> there, there's always that. Shameless, there's always that. Shameless, I should put in, I don't want to shamelessly plug, but it's shameless plug. You could also read that too. There you go. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us before we let you go. Let everybody know where they can find you on the internet. If you would like to be found, you have a blog. So I'm assuming you would like to be found. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes. So the blog is, is again, it's clairewerner.substack.com. You could go into Substack and the blog name is Who, What, Ride, When. I am Clairson's ATL on the leaderboard. I have an Instagram page for Who, What, Ride, When. I'm trying to get better. I am just, I am, I always post when there's updates, but I'm like, sometimes I'm like, do people really care about what I ate today? Do people really care? Like, I don't know. I don't know the answers to those questions. So I'm trying to be better to I don't want to be a content machine. I feel like, as you said, it's very disingenuous. But at the same time, I kind of want to keep the momentum going. So, sure. Absolutely. For me. You'll find the, the right rhythm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. So I guess that brings this episode to a close. What, pray tell, do you have in store for people next week? Next week, we are going to talk to uh, a medical student extraordinaire, Gabby Bronner. Awesome. Well, until then, where can people find you? People can find me on Facebook uh, at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. And they can find me on Instagram, Twitter, the bike and the tread at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, facebook.com slash The Clip Out. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And of course, don't forget our YouTube channel. Lots of stuff for you to see this week at youtube.com slash The Clip Out. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until until next time, keep pedaling and running.